things conceivable, a surrogacy podcast with Nazca Fontes. Welcome back, listeners. I'm excited to chat with our guest today, Joseph Tito. Uh, Joseph is a Toronto-based film and TV director and producer, world traveler, and dad of twins. Uh, He's also the founder and blogger at The Dad Diaries, A Journey to Fatherhood, where he chronicles his life as a gay, single dad raising twin girls. Um, But what is so exciting about today's podcast, that it's so much more than just single dad embarking on surrogacy into the realm of parenthood. There are twists, there are turns, there's excitement, uh, peaks and valleys. So without further ado, I'm so excited to invite our guest on this show. Joseph, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you today. This is going to be a great session together. Um, I I really want to dive right in, if you don't mind, and just talk about your journey to fatherhood. And, um, you know, I'm going to just start by just, you know, the the big headline here that you went from being a single jet setting professional to being the dad of twins. So how has that decision to become a dad and now raising twin daughters uh, changed your life? Uh, how hasn't it changed my life, you mean? Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, I always said to myself that uh, by the time I'm 35, I wanted to be a dad. I didn't know how, what, where, when, any of that. But I kept saying that to myself. And, and then 35 came and went. And um, I was executive producing and directing all over the world and traveling and um, so that window just passed and then, um, I was turning 37 and I said, okay, I don't want to be a 60 year old with a toddler. Uh, in fact, I, I kind of wished I would have had them earlier just for the energy level, but, <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. And so, yeah, so when I was 37, um, I looked into all the, all my options. Um, and as a gay single man at the time, there's really not that many options. Um, adoption was extremely difficult. Um, so I looked into surrogacy and that's kind of how my journey began. Well, in reviewing your story, Joseph, I mean, there was a, a one, there was one moment in time, right? I believe you said that you were laying in your bed in Dubai of all places, right? In <laughs> <Yeah>. the world. <laughs> and you had this moment where you just thought there has to be more to life. You know, it's, tell our listeners, yeah. share with us that, that moment of laying there, probably in the darkness, right? Or with the glow of the Dubai <laughs> well, the lights sun, in the, the background. Well, the sun was about to rise. <laughs> um, I was in like a seven-star hotel. Um, it was just, it's just my life. Like, I was very fortunate. Um, you know, money was great. I was making great money and I had anything I wanted. I could travel wherever I wanted. I could buy whatever I wanted. Um, but it just seemed it seemed empty, like it just seemed empty and lonely. Um, And I know that's probably not a good reason to have kids, but (laughs) I just thought to myself, there has to be more than life than this. Like, you know, you, you you work your whole life to try, you know, to try to be successful and, and try doing what you love. And then when you do it and, and you get to a point, like, like I said, where it's just like, okay, and, um, and so that's when I realized, okay, like now is the time it's, it's, you know, it's now or never. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and at the time I did have a partner and, um, so I called my partner. I said, okay, 
you know I want kids. Uh, we've been together for four years and we're not getting any younger. And so let's start this. And was your partner on board? With his words, he was, but um, I don't know. He kind of, he, you know, as a gay man, it's, it's really like, I mean, you have disposable income, you can pick up and go whenever you please. So to change that lifestyle to that, you know, quote unquote, traditional family, he went along with it. Um, and, you know, I, I was, I was documenting, I documented the whole journey and, you know, I was going through it. And then again, I, I went through five embryo transfers. So it was, it was a long, painful journey. Um, and so as I was editing all my stuff, I realized that, you know, I was doing it by myself. Um, Interesting. So somewhere along the line, this partnership became, you know, an individual journey. Is that right? And it, well, yeah, there was, there was never really any partnership in the journey. Like I went, um, you know, financially it was all me. And, you know, when it was time to go to Kenya, you know, I, I said, you know, I'll pay for your trip, come with me. Uh, and he was like, no, you know, it's, I'm, I'm busy with work. I can't. And so just little things like that, that kind of, I was all alone. Right. And then mm -hmm. after the, the, the fail, the third failed embryo transfer, I, you know, I said to him, I said, listen, I don't think this is something you really want. I said, you know, maybe we should, you know, break up and maybe I'll find someone that wants the same thing. And in my hopes, he would be like, no, I totally love you. And this is what I want. But he was like, no, you're probably right. And so not only was I dealing with a, a third failed embryo transfer, uh, which really gets to you, um, then I dealt with that breakup as well. But I continued. So you, you, wrote, you wrote in your blogs on the Dad Diaries that a lot of gay men didn't understand your need, you know, this no. drive, this desire to become a father. And certainly in the partnership or the relationship that you were in at the time, that, that proved to be the case as well, right? Like, he yeah, just didn't friends, get it either. My friends still don't. My, my friends still don't get it. Like, you know, they're... They're just like, like, like I said, you know, like, why would you want having a kid is a lot of work. <laughs> you put yourself aside and for a long time, you're living for someone else. And so, you know, if you don't have to do that, then why would you do that? A lot of and people so, think. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. Whether they're, you know, single, gay, straight, married, you know, that you, you're going to have this reaction. And so when, when you realize that your partner wasn't quite on board, you know, you had a weird or, a, a, you know, maybe perhaps a little bit of an unsupportive reaction from some of your uh, friends, did you, did you manage to find or connect with folks that said, Joseph, I think what you're doing is fantastic. If this is what you want in life, we're here for you. I have to say my parents were my biggest supporters. Um, my parents were absolutely amazing. Um, I come from a very, very traditional Italian family. And so at first I just spoke to my mom about it. Um, you know, I spoke to her about adoption and, and then when I, wanted to to go the surrogacy route she was beyond excited um and i was kind of like keeping it you know quiet from my dad and uh one day he uh i was in the middle east and i called and he came on the phone and he was just so excited about the whole thing and so supportive and that kind of that 
without my parents, honestly, like, and then even after the girls were born, my parents have been and still are great support. Um, without them, I don't know. I don't know because I'm like, like I said, like I went through five embryo transfers. So, you know, you, you go through the first one and just the nerves and, and, you know, you have the day of the transfer and then you wait 20 days to see if she's pregnant. And those 20 days are like hell. <laughs> right. Right. That's a better and way then, of putting it. Hell. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get an email saying, no, nope, try again. And so then the second and then the third. And so by the fourth, I was just like, you know, maybe this isn't what I should be doing in my life. Maybe, you know, God doesn't want me to be a dad or, um, and then, I mean, you talked about my social media and stuff. Like I, you know, I had a lot of people also on social media that were against, you know, a surrogacy and be a, a gay man going through it. Um, so, you know, all those things started taking a toll um and yeah so so let's go back to, for a moment just to your parents because you know the way you've described them as being traditional italian i would presume religious you know for their son to not only be a gay man in the world but to be a gay man pursuing um family building via surrogacy you know you mentioned to me just a moment ago that your mother got very excited and then when you mentioned surrogacy, she, she was even more excited. So am I interpreting correctly that she was really keen on the idea of, you know, genetic lineage with surrogacy as uh, yes, opposed to the adoption sure. route? For sure. I mean, she would, I mean, she would love the, the child or children no matter what. Uh, but I think the fact that I was passing along my genes, she was, you know, to her, I mean, like I said, it's a very traditional Italian family. So family is everything to us, you know? And so right. the, the idea, you know, I, I think once, once my, well, my mom's, my mom was always amazing with, you know, me, when I told her I was gay and my dad, not so much, <laughs> but I think for them, the biggest fear was that I would, you know, be alone and I would have nobody um, to share my life with and to support me. And so I think that decision to start a family you know, uh, kind of put those fears away for them. And so I, I think that's why they were, they were so supportive. Again, yes, my genes were passed down and, and they were excited about that. But I think just the, the, the part of, you know, having a family for them and was had, important. Had you already decided that surrogacy was the route you were going to take when you shared this with them? Or were they instrumental in making that choice between surrogacy or adoption? Um, well, at first, at first kind of, I did my own research and, you know, I talked to my mom a little bit about adoption and, and kind of seeing what my options were. And, um, there, then there was talks of, you know, with one of my best friends, she would, she was like, you know, I've totally, you know, we'll hold the baby for you. We'll have the baby for you. And so then there was talks about that. And I don't know, they, they really didn't have a, a, a say in what I was going to do. Like, like I said, they, they, they would have supported me no matter what. So in, in, you know, 
having a moment to review your video logs, which were just so, so great. You know, you really rode the roller coaster of the process from the lows to the highs. And I, I just had to chuckle when you said in one of your videos, you know, you, you really thought about this and you woke up even though you had quote, no clue about babies. I just love that. Like the, <laughs> the drive and desire was so overwhelming that, you know, you know, you were going to figure this out come hell or high water, right? You were yeah. just going to make sure that you built the family that you desired. And the, the motivation for starting um, your, your platform was because you searched and looked around and realized there weren't a lot of resources um, for gay men or single men out there. And no, you really yeah. thought that, you know, this was going to be something that would be so helpful to your community. Tell me more about that. Well, I mean, yeah, when I was researching, uh, first of all, there's a lot of countries where surrogacy uh, as a gay man or gay couple is just not allowed. Um, and then there was a, you know, there's a lot of research on, on women that are, you know, infertile and that, you know, choose the surrogacy route and agencies that talk about that. And uh, I mean, even in Canada, they have uh, the first uh, IVF treatment is free. Um, so there, there, again, there's a lot for females. And so I just found that like, I didn't really have like all these fears and all these things that come up when you're, when you're dealing with it, there was really nothing there to that, or, or nobody there that I could talk to, uh, except for the agency I chose. But again, even that was an issue because for them it's a business. Whereas you're dealing with life your you know <laughs> but um and so yeah so that's why i started I, I started the dad diaries because um a well i'm in film and television so i'm like i'm going to document this regardless uh and also for my girls to see when they're 20 and they hate me and <laughs> when they're teenagers i could be like listen this is what i went sure, to have you sure. so <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah and 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 actually it's been it's it's been amazing i'm so glad i started it because i get numerous amounts of emails daily from from men mostly men uh single men gay men uh, kind of just asking questions and, you know, a lot of people just, like I said, want someone to be there for them. Um, you know, a lot of people will go through a different agency or a different country or a different this that I, I don't know because I, I haven't been through that specific process, but they just want a, someone to listen to them and they just want someone to, you know, tell them that it's going to be okay. It'll work out. It's, you know, that's why I started the dad diaries and, and now it's become, yeah, just like my journey into fatherhood. So you, you've touched upon something that's pretty unique to surrogacy. And, you know, from my vantage point, I, I'm kind of, I like to paint this picture for folks who are new to surrogacy that there are in general, right? There, these are, it's a generality, but two sort of factions of participants as intended parents in the infertility slash surrogacy journey. That is their, you know, the conventional fertility patient that's gone through this long, arduous, rather difficult road to arrive at the juncture where they decide they're going to use a surrogate to build their family. And then, you know, gay men, and they arrive at the choice of surrogacy so differently, right? Gay men are, you know, because they've never been through that hardship of the fertility journey itself and the, and the pitfalls and the drawbacks and the setbacks, um, like the, the, 
you know, the fertility community has. So they always arrive so, you know, they're bursting with enthusiasm and energy and excitement. But as your diary showcases, you know, pretty soon some rough patches occur, right? I think that's oh, yeah. inevitable yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're dealing with a lot of, you know, moving pieces and parts. And, you know, what I, what I um, found very helpful for, I'm sure your listeners and for our listeners is that, um, you know, when you thought about the process, you know, you use these words like you think, you research, you think of again, you think of some more, you research, yeah. and then, you know, you use words like time, money, yeah. waiting, and then finally, helplessness, right? Yeah. So tell, tell me more about what contributed to that feeling of helplessness along the way. Well, like I said, uh, for each, you know, after each transfer, you're waiting. Um, and then if it's not successful, then you're waiting again for, you know, to prep. Because in my case, I, I had a donor egg uh, and, a, and, a, and a surrogate who was different. Um, so then they have to prep the surrogate and then they, you're waiting. And then, you know, they, they, again, an embryo transfer and then you're waiting and then the results weren't positive and then you're waiting again. And it's just, and, and you, and nothing is in your control. And that's one of the things that, I mean, I'm, I'm a control freak, but you really, really have to let go of everything and just kind of leave it in God's hands. Cause it's all you do, like in my part, all I had to do was, well, pick an egg uh, and go to Kenya to, to deposit. And then literally for the next year, I just waited. So let's talk a little bit about that because you've definitely, you know, showcased for our listeners um, the, the trials and tribulations, you know, five embryo transfers. That's a lot. That's a lot. So if you could, you know, when you think about your entire journey, of course, uh, you know, like most folks who are successful, when I ask this question, what would you have changed? They say absolutely nothing because I have these beautiful children or my beautiful son or daughter. Um, but certainly, you know, it's always, we don't know what we don't know until we're on the other yeah. side of the process. So if you could reflect on your journey, just li maybe logistically, emotionally, financially, if you could change anything about the journey itself, what would it be? Um, okay, well, granted, I would say everything you said that everyone says. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything because have, I have my girls. But no, I would, I would definitely change the agency I picked. Um, I would probably do it in Canada. Um, I would, yeah, it's, I would definitely have, have changed the agency I chose because I felt that like I, I kind of touched upon it before for them, it's a business. It's all about money. So yeah, I would probably say, and to anybody that is thinking about surrogacy, it's all about your agency. Um, really they, they will make it easier or harder on you um i would i would have changed my agency for sure, sure. so it's it's really the caliber of professionalism support ability to navigate circumstances it, yeah and it's human connection right it's just understanding right. that yes you might you might have um 20 intended parents under your belt that you're you know trying to coordinate but each one is different and each one is a person and not a client. And especially when you're talking about, you know, birth, when you're talking about babies mm -hmm. and, and talking about, you know, someone's dream, 
Um, I just found it very, very cold. So it's, it also sounds too like, you know, going so far across the globe for something that is so challenging and emotional and expensive and human, you know, you wanting to pull it back closer would have been an ideal situation. In well, hindsight. yeah, like I definitely like, for example, um, my, my surrogate, I would have loved, you know, to be close um, to make sure, you know, she was taking the right vitamins to make sure she was eating healthy to um again being so far right did you communicate not... with her at all was well that that problem? was another thing so my through my agency we weren't allowed to uh but i had a friend doing her doctorate in kenya and i actually had her go and meet her uh and she got her number so you weren't allowed to communicate with her no that must they, have been a challenge because I think you had mentioned in your in your diary that you didn't meet her until 10 days before birth. Ten, yeah. So I, me and my mom went down to Kenya uh, 10 days before they were born. And uh, that's when I met her the first time, like that face to face. But so again, I had, I had her number. So um, thank God I had her number. So that was I, a back channel. That was a back channel yeah. that you were lucky enough to get, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Not everybody going exactly. to those lengths internationally would be able to get that back channel yeah. so i i can see how you know in hindsight you'd say domestic north america uh agency choice you know there's there's some things that you would have done differently yeah but you know like we mentioned the outcome has been fantastic for you right yes. i mean tell us yes. about your daughters how, how is it how have they changed your life i want to hear more about that oh how have they changed my life um, well, like I said, I went from traveling every weekend to, uh, doing whatever I wanted to now, uh, waking up at seven every day. Doesn't matter. Like people are like, oh, it's the weekend. I'm like, great. It's the same thing. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's just like, my life's completely different. Like, it's just, it's calmer. Um, even though they, they're terrible twos that just under the terrible twos but um it's just my life's different it's calmer it's it's more revolved around my family you know uh, again my parents live down the street um we're always together and also just you know holidays for me have really changed because before i have an older brother who has kids uh, and my cousins were all married with kids and, you know, they were, they would be all these like families and kids around and then I'd be there by myself. And so now it's just, I feel, I don't know, more in inclusive, if that's even <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Um, and then just, you know, my friends are different now. Um, the friends I had and my best friends that I had before kind of disappeared because they just don't get it um so my friends have changed my family's changed my family life's changed um and again all to the better like i just feel even though i'm exhausted now um i, I mean i would i would direct a tv show and and be 18 hours a day on set for like a month and a half at a time and i'd be okay now i'm just always exhausted <laughs> i never seem oh, to yes. like get enough sleep <laughs> Um, like last night I went to bed at nine and I woke up at seven, which is like 10 hours, but I still need more sleep. 
For sure. You know, I, I know you're being told this, right? Like cherish every moment though. It goes by so fast, oh, but when does. you're in the yeah. thick of it, it just oh, seems yeah, like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When you're, <laughs> now, now I look back at when they were baby babies and I was like, oh my God, like, you know, when you're in it, you're like, get me out of it. Like, I'm so done with this. Like, I need to just sleep. Uh, but now, you know, now they're sleeping, knock on wood, uh, through the night. And, you know, things are, um, for me, when they started walking, changed my life. Like, before that, uh, being single with two of them, you know, people are like, oh, no, you don't want them to walk. They're going to run everywhere. Like, for me, once they walked, I was like, thank God. Um, it was just, it just saved, it helped me a lot. Right, um, right. But yeah, and, but now, I mean, what were we talking about? How my life's, we're still talking about yeah, how my how life's changed. changed. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I'm sure this whole podcast could be about how your life changed. Changes right? with kids, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, can you imagine life without them, Joseph? I can't. Could you? I can't. I, you know, I'll, I'll, now I have a partner, um, which that has helped a lot. Um, but, um, this last Friday, um, we said, okay, let's take one night. Uh, the girl slept at my mom's. I'm like, let's take one night so we can like, you know, sleep and just wake up when we want. And I woke up still at the same time because after two years, your just body is up. But I just had this, like, I missed them so much. Like it was crazy how much I actually missed them. And it was literally a day that I didn't see them. Um, so the, the, the idea or like people are like, oh, would, you know, would you change? Would you not have twins? Would you have one? Like, absolutely not. Like, yes, my life would be probably a lot easier with one, but I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine, you know, both of them. They're just, they're just so different. And so, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine my life without them. Well, you've been so open and so terrific with the community and your willingness to share uh, with others, your story, and you've even been awarded as a top YouTube channel for single dads, which yeah. <laughs> honestly, I didn't even know that existed. So I, I, I didn't was... know either until they, they said, <laughs> "Hey, you're you've been voted." I'm like, "Great!" <laughs> exactly, and it, and it's terrific. So why is it so important for you to be a voice in your community? Just to be there, like I said, for people that just need someone to listen to them. Um, you know, there's there's people. Like I said before, the, the, there's not really m much help out there. And so just to be able to to be that person for someone that I didn't have, um, it just makes it worthwhile for me. And do you have you know, one or two particular lessons to share with single dads as an audience? You know, there's lots of surrogacy challenges for all folks who participate, but you know, what, what were the lessons that you learned that you have proven to be invaluable for others embarking on this journey that are single dads? Um, it takes a village for sure. Um, get all the help you can. Um, and I'm the type of person that, you know, I can do it. I don't need help. I'll do it by myself, but no, you just, and just honestly, like I said before, you have to let go. Uh, let go and trust the process. And if that's, if you're going through surrogacy, and I know it's hard, it's easier said than done, but you, it, you have to let go. Um, you can't, you know, there's, there's really not much you can do. 
Um, and so you just need to trust the process. And trust your partners, your professional partners, I might add. I'm going to give a little plug here, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There are like now since then I've met, um, you know, eight other agencies or other other surrogates or other uh, companies that will help you from A to Z um, that I didn't even know existed. So there are there is professional help out there for sure um, that you need to that you should get because there's just, you know, questions that you're going to, that, that come up that you need someone to, to walk you through it. Your, your Instagram, by the way, the dad diaries CA is amazing, but as we all know, right, the trials and tribulations of parenthood has a seedy underbelly. That's very oh, messy yeah. sometimes. Everything, <laughs> everything looks amazing on my Instagram. Right, doesn't it? So, to, <laughs> so what... tell our listeners what doesn't make the gram. Um, well, unfortunately, yeah. So Instagram, so I'm, I've since be, be, have become an influencer. And so my Instagram is very, well, I mean, I, I, I'm very open and honest. So I, I'm one of those people that if it's awful, it's awful. Um, the pictures on it seem beautiful and, and amazing, but the backstage and how to get, especially with toddlers trying to get, you know, I'll have companies say, oh, can you, uh, can you take a beautiful picture with the girls and you and the product and this and that? Can you do, I'm like, okay, you clearly marketing people don't have children or toddlers for that matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's what doesn't make the gram um well I can't be as I can't swear on it <laughs> even yeah. though a lot of the times I'm just like oh. yeah, <laughs> um, right, right. but I mean I mean my my channel is a parenting channel so obviously I'm not gonna you know talk about drugs and alcohol and and you know things that are harmful to children and any of that stuff but I'm pretty, like, I have to say, I'm pretty honest when it comes to, um, especially my Instagram and, you know, I have an agency and I only take on projects that I do believe in or products that I do use. Um, I mean, social media, they talk about how authentic it needs to be and, but it's clearly not, <laughs> um, you know, I'll have some, some companies that are like oh can you send us uh your pictures I'm like well can you send me the product so i can try it out like but yet they want <laughs> you they want you to be authentic <laughs> it's right, like well right. i can't be authentic if i can if i you know don't have the product so joseph throughout your journey but particularly you know leaving the surrogacy piece to the side but when you think about your journey to parenthood and since you know, the girls were delivered into your arms. What has been your aha moment? Um, I would say my aha moment was my parents being like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I get why. <laughs> why just things that like, you know, we, we don't think of when, when we don't have kids, that once we have kids and how hard things are and, you know, when when one of your kids falls and you're, you know, it hurts you more than it hurts them. And I just looked at my parents differently and just realized like, oh, wow, okay, you guys went through a lot. I, I, I made you go through a lot. <laughs> 
Well, that was wonderful. Joseph, I can't thank you enough for your time today. And I hope our listeners uh, tune in to your YouTube channel, A Single Man's Journey Through Surrogacy, The Dad Diaries, and also www.thedaddiaries.com. Uh, Joseph, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on and for helping people through this. What a wonderful story to share today. You know, Joseph, I think like so many folks that embark on a surrogacy journey, there are many lessons learned. And, you know, there's so many takeaways for me today. I'm not quite sure where to start, but, um, you know, it was really interesting to hear him say that he, you know, he absolutely went to great lengths to have this family. A lot of soul searching, a lot of evaluation and research and traveling halfway around the globe. And, you know, for the things that Joseph would change, it would be to, you know, have a heart with his professional partners in this process. I think it definitely is wise to choose partners that do have some you know, you know, true business acumen and professionalism about them, but without um, the heart layered over the head, um, it really is a difficult process to to engage with if you're not well supported. So I, I love that lesson learned from Joseph. Um, and, and really what it boils down to ultimately is having a partner with shared values. And that's what's important in those who are embarking on the research portion of surrogacy. Really align yourself with a partner that you feel um, shares the values and the drive that you have in this process. And also, I I can't help but muse over, you know, the fact that Joseph has also become this accidental advocate. There are folks that um, have showcased their journey through surrogacy and into parenthood. And, you know, I don't think that a lot of them ever anticipated that they would go to those lengths to share their their journey, but it was through the, the difficulties and the hardships that they encountered along the way that they find themselves wanting to be a voice in their community to help others. And so that accidental advocate piece is, is strong in the fertility community and the LGBTQ family building community. So I really applaud Joseph for that. And finally, when I think about my, my aha moment, um, it is absolutely tied to his story about how he shared this with his family and his parents and how they provided him with unconditional support. And at the end of the day, you know, we have this traditional Italian religious family that embraced their gay son's journey into parenthood through a very unconventional way. And we really do embrace the notion at Conceivabilities and beyond that family is everything. So thank you listeners for joining with me. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Take care. At Conceivabilities, we believe that everyone who wants to become a parent can. Our agency has helped build thousands of families for nearly 25 years. Whether you are an intended parent ready to fulfill your family destiny, a surrogate answering your calling, or an egg donor wanting to expand what's possible in your life, we are your people. See how matching matters. Learn more by joining our Surrogacy Learning Center community at surrogacylearningcenter.conceivabilities.com.